As we greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We can just go to the reading of the words. And then we'll read from Mark 16. Let's start from Mark 11. Mm-hmm. Verse 22. Verse 22. If found it written this man. Uma Senitolele Fundangalandela. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Mugulega, Ponsege, Eluante, Enangabas, and this Veniake, Kepa, Ecola, Uguti, Loco, Agushoyo, Kuyo Gwenzela, Guzoguba, no Unako. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Ganoko, Gitigini, Konke, Enukulegelayo. Mark 16. Verse 17 and 18. Verse 17 and 18. It reads in this manner, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out the devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Lesis the Bonagaliso, Zogbalandela, Abacolwayo, Nekamalami, Bayogukeeper, Amatimon, Bashumayele, and Gazeli Mezinja, Bapate is in Yora, Uma Bapuza, Ogubula Layo, Abosose, Waban and Gozi, Bayokuba, Bayogubega is Zanda, Pesu Kabakulayo, Basin. Amen. Matthew sixteen, this is the last scripture. Umpalo in Alona, Ura Mateu, Sasuo sixteen. Verse 19. Verse 19. Just verse 19. It reads in this manner. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Oya wubopa emhlabeni koba kobushiwe nasizulwini 
nalokhu oyakukukhulula emhlabeni kobe kukhululiwe nasezulwini amen let's pray gracious heavenly father once again you have been invited to be part of this gathering amen we can't gather without you being in our midst amen our gathering will be in vain amen lord we came here with needs we came here with expectations amen we came here with burdens and lord we just want to let it before you amen because we believe that is the right place to bring them to you and lord we believe this evening you'll speak to us that is why believers have prayed believers have committed to this service to you and here they are i know you will honor their desire dear god Amen. that when they live here everyone should have been touched in a very special manner mm. and lord some of the needs may be not known to the people but you know them heavenly father amen i believe we are in the right pray- place mm. where you've got uh, the ability to diagnose the heart amen and know what troubles the heart and bring a remedy to what troubles the heart mm. and that is why we have read this scripture says we commit them to you and commit the entire service to you for your glory in the mighty name of Jesus Christ amen amen while you take your seats nesahlala phansi amen for few minutes amen imezuzembalwa we just want to speak on the church has an agency of God's power. Amen. Amen. Do you believe that the church is an agency of God's power? When you become a believer, you become an agent of God's power. Uh, actually I was reading where when they came across the red sea and Moses went to God but God said to Moses why cry speak and march forward because Moses became an agent of God's power and I believe there is a promise that the church is going to be an agent of God's power in the end time. Amen. When you are a church, you refuse just to be an ordinary church. Uh, be a church that is responsive to the economy of God. And all the powers that are due to the church, the church must make use of those powers amen but uh, there is a, a way to activate those powers i don't believe that the church should be powerless in the end time i believe that we have received a, a charged message and then we must be the most powerful people amen do you believe you are powerful you've got 
got to believe that. Amen. You can only rise to, to the level of your faith. Amen. And you can always, you can never live above your confession. We are not orphans. We've got God as our Father. And I believe he has never disappointed us. Amen. There is no promise of any revival for the nations. But there is a promise for the bride's revival. And I believe that we've got to know the conditions that have got to be met before we can have this revival. Uh, you know the brother Brenham says if you restore the channels of brotherhood the church can rewrite the book of Acts. That's why the devil has worked so much to keep us apart. When we are divided, it benefits the enemy. When we are united, it benefits God's kingdom. Have a heart within which unity can thrive. The prophet says in the message, the third seal, paragraph 182. Now, that's what's the reason today. The revivals that we are supposed to have. We've had denominational revivals. We've had, we've had a real stirring. No, 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 say. He says it five times. And he was right in the middle of the seven, of the seven seals. I don't think we've got revivals. We haven't. They've got millions and millions and millions of church members. But not a revival, no way. It doesn't mean that when we've got many members, there is a revival taking place. The numbers meant revival, Catholic was supposed to be far ahead. Numbers have got nothing to do with the revival. Actually, the character is what it has to do with the revival. Amen. Let us not look for the quantity. Let us look for quality. He says the bride hasn't had a revival yet. There's been no revival. No manifestation of God to stay the bright yet. We are looking for it. It will take those seven unknown thunders to bring back there to wake up 
hair again. He will send it. He promised it. And when he sends it, it will wake us from our slumber. And I think this is the season where the bride must be awakened from her slumber. And I will come into the process of to how do we go about it. You know, revival is a very uh, interesting phenomenon. Sometimes it doesn't take a group for a revival to break. Sometimes it takes an individual in their corner for a revival to break. I think if I was a believer in the end time, I would say, God help me to be an instrument through which the revival can come. Let me be prayed up so that you can make use of me. Sometimes you don't need to be a preacher. You look at the mother of John Wesley. She actually gave birth to the revival. But yet she was not a preacher. So it it doesn't care about your status as well. You look at that poor colored man in Azusa Street. The burden on his heart brought a revival. So I think, uh, and we'll get into what we are talking about. The Bible says, if my people who are called by my name, and I believe it is referring to you as the bride, because now you are called Mrs. Jesus Christ. If my people who are called by my name, hallelujah, if my people who are called by my name, if they can humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I the Lord shall hear their prayers. But the first thing, there are certain conditions within that scripture. There's got to be conversion. The, the problem today, people repent, but they don't get converted. We celebrate repentance, not conversion. Maybe somebody say, what do you mean, Pastor? When Peter was with Jesus, after he he had repented, after he was baptized, after he knew who Jesus was, after he followed him, Jesus says to him, Peter, 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 when you are converted, strengthen thy brethren. Now it boggles my mind because Peter says, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. Until Jesus looked at him and said, Peter, upon this rock, upon this revelation, I shall build my church. Peter had a revelation. 
But Peter did not, was not converted. Now it's going to make a problem for message believers. You can't have a revelation without being converted. Oh, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> you can't have a revelation without being converted. Peter, without conversion, he had revelation. But what is conversion? The baptism of the Holy Ghost brings the conversion. Are we together? Amen. And today, that is an understressed area. Let me put it this way. Without the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I cannot guarantee your stay in the message. But with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I can guarantee that no matter what comes or goes, you will remain and be a believer and continue in the message. And you've got to get to the Holy Ghost. I've picked up that people can be in the message 30 years and be without the Holy Ghost. And that is the greatest stumbling block. It doesn't mean that if you've long been in the message, you've got the Holy Ghost. And I'm here to ask you, do you know if you've got it? And if you've got it, you will know. And if you don't have it, you will know. Are we together? And don't mislead yourself. If you don't have it, seek it. Hallelujah. I'd rather be honest with myself and God than to be found wanting at the critical hour. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And the Holy Ghost we have taught in this church that it can touch your body and you die. You can still go to hell. The Holy Spirit can touch your spirit and you can die and go to hell. The, re- the right location for the Holy Ghost is your soul. Because right today you are sealed. Then the devil cannot change your destination. So make sure that you don't just enjoy the atmosphere. Because when it touches your spirit, you enjoy the atmosphere. You can enjoy the atmosphere and still die and go to hell. But it must penetrate your body. It must penetrate your spirit. It must get a hold of your soul. Then we say you are a believer. Hallelujah. And only the Holy Ghost filled bride will go into the rapture. Thou says the prophet and it shall never change. Uh, The reason I'm saying that I want to make you uncomfortable just to come to church. You you must come but my grade a bit higher. And have a deeper relationship with him. That's why I speak about conversion. Judas, Judas, the Bible says he obtained part of the ministry. 
Baptized, repented. I don't think he would have been baptized without repenting. He was justified and sanctified. But when he was supposed to get the baptism of the Holy Ghost, then he showed his colors. So Judas was never converted. But yet he was repented. It's dangerous to be caught between repentance and conversion. It's much easier if you had never started. Amen. So there must be conversion. But the second thing, there must be humility. Because if my people who are called my, by my name, man, if they can humble themselves, there must be humility. Hallelujah. Brother Brenham says, if you've got an arrogant spirit, you are not going to get anywhere with God. God works with humility. So in order for you to be powerful, you've got to be humble. The people that are God's agents, of power are humble people. So be humble. And humility is not something that you can manufacture. It is one of the fruits of the Spirit. When you are baptized with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will make you humble. And if they shall pray, the danger today, there is lack of prayer. The prayer life of many is lukewarm. And also I say, when you come to church, it's not that mean you, you, are, you are in prayer. It's important. But in your closet, you've got to have a moment with God. Where you speak to your maker. Not in a hurry manner. But where you spend your time in his presence. Where, where you re-establish the relationship. Because what's happening, you are in a fellowship with the Almighty God. You, you can never have a strong marriage unless you talk to your partner and spend time and get to know them. They're the same thing with God. You've got to spend time with him. But the danger people read about him, people sing about him, but people don't spend time with him. And it leads to lack of prayer. If they seek his face, there must be devotions where you meditate on the word of God. And if they turn from their wicked ways, which speaks about repentance. Those are the four conditions from this scripture. Now, what what brings revival is disparation. I don't know how many of you have ever been disparate. When your wife 
is about to die with cancer. And you know that God could heal her. I am in the message this disparation paragraph 66. And if God could heal the wife or God can heal the boy, it throws you into a state of disparation. You must come and when you are disparate, then God is going to listen when you are disparate. God responds to disparate prayers. Not prayers of conveniency. But disparate prayers. Oh Lord, I need you. I can't go forward without you. Those are the kind of prayers that God is looking for. Are we together? Now he says you must come and when you are in disparate, when you are disparate, then God is going to listen. But if you are just lothful, you don't care whether he does it or not. That's a different matter. Hallelujah. God doesn't cater to such prayers. Whether you do it, God, I don't care. Whether you do, you don't do it, I don't care. But God wants somebody that say, I will not leave your presence until you answer me on this matter. I need you, God, on this matter. You need to be like Jacob and wrestle with him. Desperation makes God to come down. Are you here? You say you do, but it takes desperation to do it. I believe that the reason we don't have desperation is because it's lack of love. The love of God. Brother Brenham said love brings desperation. Uh, do we agree that the lack of desperation signifies lack of love. I will come on to this one. I think that the love of God causes desperation. If God is in you and the token inside of you, you see the conditions of time. People waiting in sin the way they are, it will throw you into desperation. I believe it will. And we're in an hour where real believers are in desperation. Oh God, how do I measure up with your ways? We can see that humanity, the chapter of humanity is about to close. God, where do I stand with you? Oh God, search me. If you find something unworthy, take it out. I want to spend time in your presence. I want to be molded by you so that I can be ready for the hour. It takes desperation to be like that. My question this evening, are you disparate? Have you got disparation in your heart? And you know what brings disparation? Is the sacrifices that you have made. 
and say, God, I let go of the will. I gave up a lot to come this way. I don't want to miss that hour. The devil will make me a laughing stock. It makes it to be disparate. It makes it to search his way. How do I measure up with his way? It makes it to be humble. If something is not right, you take it out. Because you know it means a lot to you. Are we together, brethren? Amen. But he says in this message, pardon. I think it speaks about what makes us not to be disparate. Paragraph 125. No sincerity. No real sorrow for sin. He said he would hide his face from our rituals. And their prayers will be powerless. Coming to church, let it not be ritual. Hallelujah. Actually, you need not to come to church. You need to bring church to church. You need to be church at your home. You need to be church where you, where you work. You need to be church at school. And you need to bring yourself as church to church. But if you just come to church, I tell you, it will cause problems. You will not become God's agent of power. Hallelujah. And let's not want our prayers to be powerless. Our prayers must be effective. I don't want when I go down, the devil just smiles and know that it will just hit the rooftop. He must know that I'm connected with the one that I worship. And he's obligated to answer my prayers. Are we together, church? Brother Branham says in this message, and no, it is not. He says, as far as I know, I don't see anything to hinder at this time the coming of the Lord outside the readiness of his church. Hallelujah. The readiness of his church brings his coming closer. So that means every one of us must be ready. And how do we become ready? We separate with the world. Hallelujah. We become prayerful. And we become effective as God's agents. Brother Bram says in Total Deliverance, paragraph 77, we want a complete deliverance. We want complete deliverance. And I tell you, a lot of times, I've realized, and I've given you a formula, 50% repentance, plus 50% confession, brings only 50% deliverance. 100% repentance, plus 100% confession, brings 100% deliverance. So a lot of times, the deliverance doesn't come, because people repent half-heartedly, and they bring a half-hearted 
confession. Then he brings a lukewarm deliverance. But this evening I say we want complete deliverance. Hallelujah. How many want complete deliverance? We want complete deliverance from our habits. We want 100% deliverance from our sins. We want 100% complete deliverance from our diseases. If God, you, if God you are going to deliver me, deliver me 100%. So that I can bring 100% thanksgiving. Are we together this evening? Don't sell yourself short. Whatever is due to you, access it. And take it and not be apologetic. Oh God, we want complete deliverance. I can stay on this statement and say, God, we want complete deliverance for our families. We want complete deliverance for our churches. We want complete deliverance from our fears. We want complete deliverance from the table. We want 100% deliverance from our complexes. Whatever is there, we need 100% deliverance so that we can become effective. Brother Brother said, we don't want to be a halfway church. We want to be a real church or no church at all. Either we become a real church where we don't become a let us not go half mile let us go the complete mile we want to be real Christians or not Christians at all are are you together this evening we want to be 100% Christians or not Christians at all we want total deliverance from our habits we want total deliverance from our sins we want total deliverance from our evil thinking we want complete deliverance from our evil doing we want complete deliverance from our negligency whatever we have done we need total deliverance that's my desire this evening I'm not just preaching to you I'm preaching to myself God I need complete deliverance hallelujah Amen. And he says, we want total deliverance so that when people come into this church to be prayed for, there will just be a little group, maybe a hundred or two hundred sitting here. But they will be completely in the hands of God. And when we pray, then God will hear from heaven. God wants somebody that he can hold in his hands. Somebody that he can say, I've got confidence in this one. And I can see, send my six servants to Branham Tabernacle. This evening to Lighthouse Tabernacle. That the, the group of people will be in so one accord. And something will happen. When you're in one accord, the miracles will happen. 
when you are in one accord the devil will never stand in your midst when you are in one accord God will come down when you are in one accord in upper room the mighty wind came rushing down there's something about the unity of the brethren let go of the differences break all the walls of the differences and there is something in your heart against somebody go to them and sort it out but come in unity I tell you if the church can come in unity the man who will walk through the door without being prayed for shall be healed a sinner will walk in and confess their sins without being preached going maybe you may say I'm ignorant but I believe this is the season I don't want to be a powerless believer. This is the season where heaven must be activated. Where power must come down. And whatever we bind down here must be bound in heaven. Whatever we set loose here must be set loose in heaven. You are an agent of God's power this evening. Are we together? I hope you are with me. And I believe it's not just a good sermon. But you go home and be disparate. And say, God, whatever you have promised, make it available. Are we here this evening? Amen. Then something will happen. Brother Brenham says. Let me give you an illustration. He says there is one sphere. And there is another sphere. So this means there are two spheres. The nominal church is operating in the first sphere. Hallelujah. And, but he says here up there it's sublime. Here is where we are supposed to be. Right next to heaven. Where the powers of God are leaking down. Don't be down here. There is a better sphere where the powers of God are leaking down. It drops on this. Hallelujah drops down through this. But this is the nominal church. It just goes on. Just called professions. Little ritualistic affair. That is the nominal church. They just get the very slight drippings of the church above. There is heaven. There is another sphere. There is another sphere. When the powers are leaking here, are dropping 
sleeping on the first fear. And the, the nominal church down here. They get the leftovers of what's happening here. This even let us not be the nominal church. Let us not just get the leftovers. But let us come here and get fresh anointing. Let us come here and get fresh, fresh revelation. Let us come and get fresh power. Are you here with the prophet here? It's a uh, full gospel church. The next up is the full gospel church. And get some of the blessings. But right down here, they go off into isms. If we've got to lift up into this, this next fear, here before we can have rapture, you've got to get up in there that before we can have it, so that means if you are here you must come here that's why the Bible says come up here come up here in order for us to have the rapture in faith a level at which things happen in the message speak to this mountain paragraph or, or hear him hear, hear him he says let me say this if you count me a fanatic from this night on, let it be. That very same thing that I'm speaking of will be done. There will be a power put into the church. And now is coming in that the Holy Spirit will so anoint the people till they will speak the words and it will create itself right there. We haven't seen powers like that coming into the church. But it is coming, I know it for a fact. And you've got to believe that it's coming. What do we mean when we say you are an agent of somebody? You represent their thoughts. You represent their thinking. You exercise the authority on their behalf. It's like you've got the power of attorney. You can write a signature, you can sign on their behalf. And I believe the cross has given us the power of attorney. Because this evening, Jesus will not come and pray for a sick person. But he will get somebody and use somebody to pray for you. So, but you, if you've got the power of attorney, you must be conscious of that fact. With the power of attorney, you can go and withdraw money for somebody from the bank. You can catch their investments. They take you as they are. Your weight becomes their weight. Because they have transferred authority to you. If only a believer can know that authority has been transferred onto them, then they will walk on this earth 
with a sense of power because they know that whatever we say heaven is obligated to back it up you are not a beggar you are not a beggar you are a son or a daughter of the living God your existence depends on him you never brought yourself into existence if you've got a child the child doesn't care has got to eat doesn't care what's happening they've got to eat because why they know that I've got a father the father must provide I didn't ask to be here I didn't ask to be here he brought me here he's responsible for me you never applied to be on the earth you never asked to come in this generation but he allowed you to come and if he allowed you to come he is responsible for your every move wherever you go he is able he must be obligated to bless your way maybe you don't believe that one blessings are due to us every redemptive blessings belong to us we are not beggars of blessings that's right allows us to access our blessings hallelujah and you don't get a blessing hallelujah because you are a goody goody no you get a blessing because it was meant for you I, I, I want believers to walk with an attitude of expectation to know that in whatever situation God is obligated to come down and break you up in that situation where we worship the almighty God we worship the creator of the heavens and earth this God is unlimited he is all over he is omnipresent he is omniscient he knows everything he sees everything he has got all the power how, how must you walk if you've got a relationship with such a God you've got to walk in a certain way you've got to have a certain attitude it does the church hear me this evening all the powers of heaven are invested in his church before his church can fail the heavens must be bankrupt oh, I wish this can Think in. To know that before you can fail, heaven must be bankrupt. Do you feel like a failure? Heaven is prepared to be bankrupt on your behalf. You know, when you say you are a son of God, you walk with his reputation. His reputation is at stake. Hallelujah. Amen. Because if you are a poor 
fellow and you are eating from the dustbin and your father is rich. If your father cares about his reputation, he would never allow that. He, he will stop it. This evening, your father is the creator of the universe. He cannot allow you for the devil to turn you into a beggar. No, 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 sir. If you are sick, he's got a healing power. If you are lost, he's got a saving power. Whatever you need is available. Amen. I'm trying to get into the believers that our survival does not depend on the circumstances that are manipulated by the devil. If he can fit the beds, how much more? A bed has never repented from the sin. A bed has never repented. It was a bed to begin with. But you were born in sin, shaped in iniquity, and yet it was not your fault. But even though it was not your fault, you refused to remain a sinner. And you told the devil, I'm done with you. And you turn your back on the devil. God will never disappoint you. You, you've got to have confidence in him. A lot of stress cause, is caused by overthinking. I've never found a bed on a telephone pole thinking. I've got a plan thoroughly. I've never. But I see them happy every day. And the son of man says, like the birds. God, they, they don't they don't want they, they don't lack as swelly. He provides for them. The church this evening must know it is the reservoir of God's power. And so, and you know why I'm saying that? I don't know. I belong to the old school. If if I'm sick, between crawling to a doctor and crawling to church, which way? Where should I crawl to? Where do I need to crawl to? But I see believers going into the car. I'm sick. I'm going to Dr. Swenson. And they go there. But for the decor. I can come, I'm very sick. Where's the great physician? Where's your confidence? Where's your power base? Whenever you bind, you shall be bound in heaven. Do you believe that God is here? Do you believe that God can answer to your needs? Do you believe that when we come together, something good is going to happen? If that is the case, then that's where we need to go. 
I was shocked about her sister's testimony. She had cancer. That was at an advanced stage. No one knew about it in church. She was a pianist in church. Her dad was a pastor. Or is a pastor because she's still living. Now this sister told the father, you know my condition, but I want to say to you, don't mention it to anyone. Pray for me as the man of God. And the man, the pastor prayed for the daughter. And say, but dad, I will not miss one service. Let's play piano. I will play it. If I die behind that piano, let me die behind that piano. This was cancer at stage 4. It was deemed incurable. Do you know what happened? She is completely healed. The only time where the father brought to the test when the church got to know about her condition is when the father came to testify and say you didn't know what my daughter was going through can you see that God honors commitment do you see God honors dedication and sometimes he creates conditions to check where our commitment is at evening I want to tell the David even if I could be sick I will come and stand and preach the gospel I will not stop for any reason and you as well say I will not stop for any reason there is nothing you old devil that can you can do that can make me stop worshipping God I've got examples such as Job they never stopped worshipping and I will be like them. And when you approach God like that, God will honor you. Are you here, believers? Amen. And that's desperation. Yes, we've got us even we've got testimony. Where we come and preach behind this pulpit, very sick. The other time, I don't know, I was there, very dizzy. I said, should I call Brother Mshabi and say, I don't know what is happening? No, call him from, because I was here at church. Before I could come and preach. I say, will I collapse before the people? But something said, David, you are a liar. I can never release the message from heaven or God releases the message from heaven and passes through this body to the people without healing the body. David, you are a liar. I'm going there. And when I was done preaching, I was healed. What happened? I realized and I became conscious of the power of God. 
The Bible says whatever you ask for, he shall give it to you. Whatever you desire, speak to him and believe and you shall receive. That God has never changed. He still works in the same manner. Only believe all things are possible. If, if there's one thing that I desire, I don't want to find myself begging the devil. I undermine the devil, brethren. And I don't want to beg the devil. Are we together, brethren? Because I know who I worship. Yes, there are believers that are scared to trouble the devil. <laughs> say, hey, I'll be in trouble. But you are God's agent of God. Brother Brenham says, in the message, speak to this mountain. Paragraph 62. I believe that the church of the living God is moving into a sphere now that's going to shake the whole world. That's the first time it's been since the days of Jesus of Nazareth to a human being. Ask anything that you will and it shall be given unto you. Anything you desire. Don't you see the words of Jesus Christ being fulfilled? But have you realized believers have got no boldness to ask? They've got no boldness. Have you got boldness to ask? Amen. How many have got boldness? Why don't you just take your pen and go at the back of your Bible and write the date and write what you are asking and when we pray we'll pray for that request. So how many can do it? Yeah, you can take your pen and ask what you need. And don't doubt it. Anything Anything. Write the date. You can even write the time, 8 o'clock. What is the date? Today is 17th. 17th. 17th of August 2016. 17th of August 2016. If you don't have a pen, ask for a piece of paper. Amen. And write it down. It's your own personal decree. I preach that 
the church is God's agent of power. We have read the scriptures. We've got the quotations. Let's put it to task. You don't need to share it with anybody. It's your request. But it is a challenge. If God does it, have you got a boldness to come and testify about it? If you have the boldness, God is obligated to bring it to pass. Are we done? God bless you richly. I will stop here as we stand up and sing only believe. How many believe this evening? Yes, brother. 
that city comes. Lord, I receive. How many receive this evening? Jesus is here. How many believe that? You've got to believe it. I believe it's here. For the last time, only believe. Thank you, Father. With our eyes closed. Brother Chetu will just remember all the decrees that you have written. Let us just worship for a time, Amen. Lord, we just we just so honor you, Father. Lord, we just bless your name, Father God. Lord, the words of our dictionary, dear Lord, that you're an awesome God, that you're a mighty God, Father Lord Jesus. Lord, with our hearts content, Father, we could never, Lord, express, Father, how good you are to us, O God. And, Father, Lord, a lot of times, Father, even the word went forth, O God, we, we just so, Lord, undeserving because we don't get into desperate conditions, Father, Lord. We don't get into that broken, contrite spirit, Father, where you could come down in the sour, dear Lord Jesus. But, oh God, this night, Lord, you have never left your children, Father. Yes. You have never forsaken them, Father God. You, you come in the power of your resurrection, Father. You come through the preaching of your word, oh God. You come through a powerful anointing, Father. Lord, lay it aside for your children, Father, that yes. the world doesn't have a privilege, O oh God, that we have this night, Father. And with the faith, O oh God, we have taken up, Lord, Father, Lord, your word this night, Father. And we have written down, Lord, Father, on our Bibles. We have written down on our hearts, Father, Lord Jesus. We have made an open declaration, Father God. The Lord, we pledge allegiance with the Lamb, O oh God. Yes. We sign it, Lord, with the token of the blood this night, Father. We know, dear Lord Jesus, that we will receive, O oh God. Lord, you said, O oh God, if we come to you, dear Lord, and we ask you for bread, Father, that you won't give us a stone or a scorpion, Father, yes. Lord Jesus. But, oh God, you obligated, Father, to honor the faith this night, oh Thank God. You, Father. And as you're walking amongst your people, dear Lord Jesus, 
Rise our faith to receive your word, O God. Receive the promise, dear Lord Jesus. Father, we just want to say we love you. We just want to say we thank you, Father God. We just want to say that we bless your name, Father God. Thou art our provider, Father. When we're weak and when we're down, Lord Jesus, you pick us up, dear Lord Jesus. We're just so thankful. We're just so blessed. Father, bless your servant, Father. Bless each and every brother and sister, dear Lord. Young ones, the old ones, dear Lord Jesus. You know the needs of many, Father God. Know the needs of our families, Lord Jesus, that are even out there, dear God. But we're just believing, Father, that your faith is come, O God. That your word is come, Father, Lord Jesus. Yes. And we can call and believe, Father, and know that you have answered, dear God. May you bless us and be with us, Father, this night, O God. We just commit it all to thee, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Heal your people, heal the land. Heal your people,
for the last time all over the belly. We thank God that there is a cross. Thank you. 